0: To Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hey there, welcome back to the Beltway Beef Podcast. I'm a new voice on the podcast. My name's Ashley Willits, but I'm here with a seasoned veteran on the podcast, Allison Rivera. Um, Allison, there was some big news recently. An extension was announced for the Hours of Service Emergency Declaration. Uh, what can you tell us about that? And then what impact does it have on the cattle industry?
1: Absolutely. So, welcome. Happy to uh, to have you join us on the, the podcast. So, super excited to share the news that the hours of service emergency declaration out of FMCSA was extended until May 31st at midnight Eastern Standard Time. And then at that point, they'll have to decide what they're going to do next. But, you know, we're in this emergency declaration because of COVID. Um it gives our haulers some more flexibility under that hours of service piece to continue to haul safely, which they have been through this entire time. Uh, we have had this declaration in place since March of 2020. We are extremely grateful for the flexibility that this exemption or this uh, declaration has given us. Uh, we have shared that with FMCSA and our continued conversations Um, and we're just very pleased that they've heard us they've heard that we continue to need flexibility to move livestock as well as you know the our paper products are in that uh, extension as well Uh, make sure those uh, make sure that toilet paper gets on those shelves that all of us need and um, again just making sure that our haulers have the flexibility uh, that they need to, to move livestock and to be able to pivot when they need to.
0: And it sounds like uh, doing all this has really been no easy feat for you. You've really put your boots to the ground in these last few months uh, to build relationships over there and and make the needs of the cattle industry heard. Can you just kind of walk through for our listeners the work that you've done and kind of the the process that has happened through COVID to make sure the cattle industry hasn't been forgotten in this?
1: Absolutely. So I, I think our friends at FMCSA heard that through all of this, The biggest thing is that we need to have product on the shelves for our consumers, right? We need to be able to feed everyone through a global pandemic. Um, And so as we saw some of our plants have to slow down or, or close in part... Um, You know, our conversations with FMCSA were, you know, we need to have the flexibility to be able to pivot so that our drivers, if they get to a facility uh, and they need to be able to to change their route and head to a, a different plant, then they have the ability to do that and they're not hampered by current hours of service. And they are still able to do it safely. And again, I just want to keep reiterating that our track record has continues to be strong. It was strong before this uh, declaration, and it continues to be strong throughout, uh, and it will into the future. Um, but, you know, just continuous phone calls to FMCSA to talk about that need for flexibility. This speaks to the bigger issue of overall flexibility that's needed in the lifestyle calling space. Um, but, again, just pleased to see this uh, extension and, and happy to take it and uh, to give us a little bit of flexibility during these tough times.
0: Well, we certainly appreciate all your hard work there. But earlier you mentioned the extension ends on May 31st. What
1: happens after that? So, you know, I I wish that uh, we could all look into our crystal ball and and know what's going to happen with COVID in the next few months. And and since we can't, um, you know, we were given this declaration uh, extension. But after May 31st, you know, it really just depends on where we are. Um, This extension also includes those providing vaccines um, and and shipping those vaccines around the country. So, again, um, if we were to get back to a place where grocery store shelves were not getting packed with the um, the beef that they need and we're seeing some issues in the supply chain in that regard, then I think that FMCSA will hopefully take another look at extending this declaration. But... Um, At this point, you know, we have this deadline of May 31st. We've had a lot of deadlines uh, before this one, and we've gotten an extension every month. And then we were given a a couple of months there to get us through to 2021, and we were certainly grateful for that. But I think it's hard to say what's going to happen after the 31st. I will continue to have conversations with FMCSA. I will keep them up to date on where we are with our plants. If we have any uh, temporary closures or any slowdowns, I will be the first one to make that call to them and, and make them aware. Um, and we will revisit that, that date for sure.
0: Good. That's that's good to know that you're going to kind of keep up the good fight there. Um, but while we're talking about the future and the work that NCBA is doing, I have one final question for you. Um, we're still in the first 100 days of the administration. We have a confirmed secretary over at the Department of Transportation. Uh, what do you see NCBA's relationship with Secretary Buttigieg's team And moving forward, do you think we're going to have a good relationship there? Do you think cattle industry needs are going to be understood?
1: You know, I think with uh, Secretary Buttigieg, there's still a few unanswered questions. I think that's a fair statement. Um, We were able to get quite a few uh, members of the Senate to um, ask him questions during his confirmation hearing specific to livestock hauling. And one of the the best quotes from uh, Secretary Buttigieg during the hearing was, Sometimes our policies can't tell the difference between live animals and other cargo. I am going to take that direct quote from him, and if I need to use that to remind him of that statement down the road, that's my plan. Um, I think that a lot of the policies um, that we have been working on with DOT, you know, the struggle has been that um, a a lot of the rules that our guys are having to follow are... um, You know, they don't necessarily fit our industry. They're painting with one brush an entire industry of trucking, and and that has certainly been difficult, which is why we've continued to ask about flexibility. I hope that the Secretary understands um, that livestock haulers need flexibilities. We're going to continue down that path. Our plans haven't changed. COVID has uh, has derailed us a little bit here and there but in in respect to livestock hauling and the work that we've been doing with congress and dot the plan has not changed we are still looking for flexibilities we're still um, fighting back on the elds until we get those flexibilities and you know those conversations have already begun with uh, with new members of congress we're winning new friends uh into the supporting of livestock hauling and our producers, and we're going to continue down that path. Flexibility is going to continue to be that key word, and I hope that uh, Secretary Buttigieg hears us loud and clear.
0: Yeah, well, it sounds like we have our, our work cut out for us, but it sounds like there's a, a reason to have some optimism and and really keep building those relationships here in D.C. So thanks for all your hard work on that, and thanks for being on the podcast today. Happy to join you. Thanks. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify at Beltway Beef, also on Twitter at Beltway Beef. We'll see you next time.